Hey, I'm Claire. And I'm Janice. And this is The X-Files, a podcast about breakups, broken hearts, and moving on. We are breakup coaches here to help you beat your breakup, heal your broken heart, and move on to an amazing, abundant life. Welcome, welcome, everyone. This is our second happy hour episode. We are so excited. These episodes are our chance to kind of you know, let our hair down a little bit and review some <laughs> pop culture, some movies. So far, we've done movies that are around the 10 year old mark. <laughs> I know. I, I think these movies came out around the same around the same time. And yeah. I know that because the star that they have in common, which is Taylor Lautner. Taylor right? Lautner. Taylor Lautner. And mm-hmm. if I could tell myself, you know, my high school self uh-huh. give her like a little few pointers for the years ahead I'll be like okay you know like how you watch Taylor Lautner take his shirt off in Twilight well I guess definitely... what you get right. to have several men who are just Aww. as gorgeous as that <laughs> just <That's> wait awesome. <laughs> oh good for you yeah. I definitely have comments on the no shirt thing yeah I, I was like laughing out loud when it got to the part later on where he just doesn't wear a shirt anymore oh that too okay we're gonna get to it like here let oh me dab god. your blood away oh my um, god I think I even have it in my notes where I am like what the hell <laughs> that was ridiculous okay so these are 10 year old movies yeah and dear listener if you didn't know already we're gonna be talking about <laughs> Twilight Twilight one or Twilight yeah, Twilight and- period and Twilight New Moon New Moon okay so All it's right. the first two um we had to subject ourselves to the second one because it actually like has a breakup yeah and a recovery mm-hmm. from a breakup in it so we thought it was pertinent that we review the second one however yes. Janice has not read the books or watched the movies ever before. I have a completely different take because I read the books kind of around the time they came out. And then I watched the movies when the movies came out. So this has been like a longstanding part of my subconscious (laughs) and not Janice's. No, I'm coming into this completely fresh. Mm hmm. And horrified as well. (laughs) Yeah, fresh and horrified. I think, uh, yeah, uh, Mm. yeah, definitely watching the movies without reading the book. And then also being introduced to the storyline as an adult is quite shocking. Well, and as a breakup coach and a healthy relationship advocate. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I know of a divorce that happened because of these books. Yeah, And so I started doing research into finding out if there were, if this was a thing. Mm-hmm. A and, <laughs> yeah. And um, so I don't think there were at that many divorces because of it, but moms and married women were hella into these books, mm-hmm. crazy into them. In fact, a lot of the websites were run by 20, 30, 40 year old women. It was not so all teens. Interesting. I know. Yeah. I, I don't really get it. Living but... out the fantasy. Yeah. It's so interesting. What do you think that's <laughs> about? The this fantasy. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess especially if, you know, a lot of people, a lot of women become a little 
jaded with married life they get turned on to this and yeah I mean books movies tv shows these are ways that we mm-hmm. escape and I, I mean yeah. Stephanie Meyer must have had something right because yeah <laughs> a lot of people used it for uh just general escapism yeah and I think you know I've I've read about her journey in writing them um, okay. from her perspective and it was very much a form of escapism for her too you know she was like writing at like her kids swim practices and just like oh. watching these conversations between Jacob and Edward like in her head and um I think that's you know I don't know how much we're going to get into it but that's another perspective too is that um there's there are themes that in the books that come from the Mormon religion. I really tried to you tried make to see connections. <laughs> and I first I read pieces that you had sent me, um, went down other avenues online. And I so first I I wrote down all of the themes that people who have analyzed it for Mormon themes. That was mm-hmm. horribly inarticulate, but <laughs> what they, how they say Mormon themes present in the film. Mm-hmm. And so I wrote them down and then I watched the films and I'm not convinced to be honest. Uh, yeah. There was a couple things, but it, I think that people are a bit grasping for straws, but then yeah. again, I haven't read the books. No, so. that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I like I, I really love that. And I respect your opinion on that, especially <laughs> like, I mean, you have a graduate degree in English literature, right? My bachelor's is in English. Bachelor's. Yeah. Okay. And women's right. studies. Yeah. All I do right. have yeah, a master's, so... but it's not in yeah, in this. Okay. But I do have a lifelong involvement with the Mormon church. So <laughs> and a degree in literature. So yeah, so you I know how to analyze. To... Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was yeah. looking for it. So no, do you want to awesome. talk about what we're drinking yeah. first? Okay. So a uh, happy hour episode must Cheers. have um have a few cheers so you know another way that Janice and I differ is that Janice has like these beautiful amazing cocktails <laughs> full of thought, um, <laughs> full of thought. <laughs> I don't well, own okay. a single <clears throat> shot glass so I just pour in as much tequila as I think yeah. is supposed to be there and then I put mm. some lemonade in there and a splash of LaCroix so if you're it's not bad I mean that's a cocktail yeah. It's a cocktail. <laughs> and and the bar are you is enjoying low. it? I like it. The bar yeah. is low. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think you did all right. Thank so you. So I have what I guess is a Twilight themed cocktail yes. in that I really wanted to do something that was red. <laughs> um, all right. So, and it's good. I'll say it's good. It's um, good. I, yeah. I'm not going to. Yeah, I'm not like overly excited yes. about it, but it's solid. I will be making another one. Okay. okay, so first I muddled lime and I wanted to do raspberries, but they were out of raspberries at the store. Um, so I have just a little bit of organic raspberry jam. Mm-hmm. And so Ooh. I muddled it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a little cocktail hack. I love that. <laughs> I gotta then, do that. <laughs> it totally works. And Put some like marmalade in my... you could and in fact that would go well with this okay because the other ingredients are uh one shot of cranberry juice and then a shot and a half of vodka one ice cube and then i topped it with dry prosecco so So good it's very pretty 
as and very red yes and that's important all of the the book covers had like black and white with a splash of red so this is very with on theme. dripping blood yeah like an apple just don't, or absolutely like a ribbon don't get yeah so- I'm, I'm just gonna put it out there I mean at the first thing in my notes and I'm not trying to jump into the movie but I said Edward is the creepiest dude ever yeah I mean maybe the guy in real life is sexy but in the movies no it's such he's a weird. diggery he's I, I, I just I, I don't don't get it movie okay. one mm-hmm. so do you want to start well okay so we have Edward Cullen mm-hmm. and Bella what's her last name Swan what Bella Swan. Oh, so they do they do give her a last name that's generous <laughs> all right so um I guess I'll I thought it was kind of interesting how they started out with her being in Arizona because I'm from Arizona yeah and of course they had to do something where like there's a cactus in the scene mm-hmm. you know so they can juxtapose the yeah. fact that she's moving to the woods she's moving um, to the woods not, the not too big sun of a deal. metaphor that continues through the second movie at the very least I mean okay and also it's oddly the very first thing I put in my notes was that when she gets to the new school everyone's like hey you know be a popular kid and someone goes uh I thought everyone from Arizona had a tan yep. and that's not true at all no one from Arizona has a tan because yeah hot to be outside exactly <laughs> so, it's too hot no so i really was like what this movie it's doesn't interesting know yeah well also this is like um forks washington it's you know way up there on the olympic peninsula it's a small town of like a few hundred people who probably never left so yeah um so- i was just barely watching twin peaks too and so i've been just inundated with washington, washington. pop culture stuff yeah where is this stephanie woman from so i believe i haven't looked this up recently but just from pulling from my memory i think that she was from arizona she was from okay. a desert type place she was not from forks she was not from anywhere <laughs> rainy. forks isn't real is it yeah it's a real place she actually oh, googled okay. rainiest place in united states when she was choosing <laughs> the location oh, this just hurts my heart to hear it's okay. a popular <laughs> author who oh god okay you know uh, what okay i just have to say i have always thought that there was parallels between the success of Twilight and the success of uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Mm, Not that mm-hmm. the I I also haven't read Fifty Sh- Shades of Grey, but my God, what a great happy hour episode that would oh, be! I I've watched the movie. <laughs> oh my God! And I read the book, oh. which is exhausting. If you read fast, it's very exhausting because there's like an orgasm every chapter. So you like do like <laughs> one twenty minute session for me, and like she's had like three orgasms. It's like yeah, that's debilitating. Um, <laughs> but so because neither but, yeah. neither went woman sought out to become like an author, and it it was kind of a bunch of luck, right? Am I correct on that? Oh, I have I know nothing about. Is it E something James? Um, for I don't even shades? know. I don't even know. Um, but I I think it began as an ebook or something yeah. that you could like download. And I don't know. It just I got the impression that the Twilight book wasn't really meant. It wasn't envisioned to become this franchise and the success that it was. 
And certainly yeah. Fifty Shades of Grey wasn't Oh, either. definitely not. And I think also the reason why they're so popular, just, you know, bringing in the, the relationship coaching, is that women are oh turned God. on more by abuse uh, novelty. Psychos. Um, so not necessarily abuse and psychos, but if you, you know, haven't experienced the things being depicted, it can be like more exciting um uh, then perhaps okay. the All sex right. you've personally experienced and therefore it's kind of like this like you know mm-hmm. oh mm-hmm. my <laughs> factor Thank you, master <laughs> all right well back to twilight yeah. um okay so then bella is in school everyone automatically accepts her <laughs> And yeah which never <laughs> happens i'm sorry you're a new kid in school you do not get approached like that by like multiple guys they're being like, like in the hey. parking lot asking yeah. her to hang out before yeah, she even goes into the building it doesn't but happen that's fine but i mean so nice. we it's yeah i mean it is a fantasy right it's a fantasy <laughs> i fantasize that people accepted me in high school so <laughs> Oh, that's part of the turn on. Um, Were you in? The, you weren't in the in crowd. N- no, I was fine in high school. Oh, okay. I, I was bullied right, cool. more in like elementary school to middle school. By high school, I figured out how to like fit in. Um, but awesome. yeah, you just seem <laughs> confident. So, all right. So, um, almost semi immediately, we get introduced to Edward. My note mm-hmm. is that he is the creepiest dude ever. However, her friend says that he's gorgeous and it's a love at first sight situation. Um, but because I guess he can't smell her, he's he, uh, he can't read her thoughts and she oh, smells okay. really good. So he looks like he's in pain because he's physically trying oh, to hold oh. himself back from like ripping her face off. Okay. You All know? right. Okay. Yeah. So hence he- the whole weird fan slow mo thing. But go on. You know, oh, when she walks into the room, the fan blows oh, her okay. hair, and yes, he's like, know. <laughs> um, <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. So. Okay. Oh, anyway. I also want to say that I loved how everything I read about this continued to refer to her as the plain girl, the girl next door. I know. And I mean, look, I guess she's a famous actress, yeah. and she's beautiful, Um. But I don't know. I just kind of yeah. eye roll for me. Okay, so let's talk about the damsel in distress. The first of many, like yes. barf-worthy damsel in distress scenes. The uncoordinated. <laughs> I hate you at first sight. Cliche. Right. Totally. Yeah. But then yeah. he's gonna come in and save her from being mangled mm-hmm. in an automobile accident. Yes. Yeah, which I thought was gaslighting, 100%. Oh, how so? Yeah, he. Um, I wrote down the quote. She's like, I saw you. You were across the parking lot. And he's like, I was right next to you. You hit your head. And she's like, oh. I know what I saw. And he's like, no, you're wrong. Yeah, you're right. You're no absolutely one's gonna believe you. right. Yeah, and I yep. see like he's trying to protect the fact that he's, oh, you know, a vampire or whatever. But still, like, it was, you know, that was an extreme example of gaslighting, mm-hmm. of yeah, being like, yeah. you, what you saw, you made it up, you're crazy. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> and I also know that I've recognized that there was also this theme through both of the films of him, like, really downplaying the horrible things that happened to her. Yeah. And I guess that's a really per- 
perfect yeah. example in the first. And I just don't like the the damsel in, dis, in distress yeah. theme. I think it's very toxic for young women. And they just, they didn't waste any time. <laughs> yeah. And like this, this line he said in that same conversation mm-hmm. was thank me and get over it. Oh my God. I know. So he's got to be a prick about it as well. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. but then how much it's, so she goes to the hospital, which I mean, I just kind of thought that was weird because she wasn't hurt. <laughs> um, but then, so then like that night, I think, is that when she almost gets gang raped um it Were wasn't like exactly that night but okay, it was but like soon after, after that right? time yeah okay. so um it, they're getting ready for prom and she's like i don't like shopping but i'll oh. go with my friends anyway another um, total cliche yeah <laughs> and i forgot her name but the photographer girl i just wanted to point out a really good part where she had asked out the other guy on the yearbook staff. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I asked him out. I took control. And he said yes to go to prom yeah. with her. And I was yeah. like, yeah, girl, you get it. Like, you mm-hmm. ask him to prom. There's, a, Yeah, I actually thought that there some of the things that the friends from the school did were quite positive. Yeah. Um, this is out of order. But, <clears throat> like, for instance, later, several scenes later, this good guy, this good uh blonde kid Mike that she, I don't know yeah I guess I think it's Mike <laughs> yeah who, the one who's gonna I was raised on this from the violent unfortunately movie. okay so, so yeah. the friend says um that Edward is looking at her like she's something to eat mm. and I actually was like well that's kind of an aware thing for another dude to say I like that yeah. <laughs> but Mike. like I said out of order um, but yeah, I just, it really annoyed me that first he's saving her from getting hit by a car. Then he's saving her from, they're in the middle of the town square and six guys are trying to attack her. Yeah. Can you she like ran down a super dark alleyway that no one should ever run down and ended up in a parking lot. And it seems like he was already close, like kind of stalking her. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he, thir- he heard their thoughts that were dirty thoughts. Okay. Um, and he came to like rescue her and it's just like underscoring that she can't protect herself and that she needs him. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh boy. Uh, I just don't even know what to say about that because I think, you know, sexual assault is a really real thing yeah. and just the way that they kind of manipulated the situation to like, mm-hmm. um, push the plot along in yeah. that way. I mm-hmm. did not like, yeah, <laughs> I didn't like, but yeah. Um, it's interesting. We'll like flash back to this moment, I think in the second movie, yeah, because there's a, oh like God. a mirror scene to this mm-hmm. where things are totally fine. Even though she was fucking stupid, uh, but we'll so come back to it. Not healthy. Okay. No. So, oh, and then I also just didn't really like the characters. Okay, so her and Colin. All right, uh, Edward. Yeah. <laughs> Colin. Bella and Colin. I, 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 that's, that's how much I respect. Okay, they are just kind of strange. Um, yeah. No, so, like, they just talk very monotone. And I also said that, you know, of course, I said a couple times in with explanation points, um, stalking, and also that he manhandles her kind of a lot. Yeah. 
Like, what the hell? It just, it just <laughs> like the whole thing, looking at it from a whole, uh-huh. it makes me think of the term trauma bonding. How sure. like all this shitty stuff happens to her during this time. And it kind of adds to her bond with him. And it's not that it's a healthy relationship or that it's real chemistry. It's more mm-hmm. like all the danger and like trauma that yeah. she's going through are binding her closer with him. And it's like nothing to do with him being a good partner. Well, no, really no. <laughs> not. Also, this is going to come up a lot in my notes. But I mean, I think they just met the day before or two days earlier. Or something. Uh, yeah, at least from that. Film. Like, I mean, yeah, I like the book gives it more of a time span, but it's still within a school year. Oh, okay. The whole in the thing film, is within it, a it made school it year. seem. I mean, it, it almost made it seem like the film is a week. Yeah, it it was. I don't know about the books, but the film was. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it does seem all very close together. But yeah, I mean, in the book, it's like several weeks later, blah, 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 oh, you know? Okay. So it does spread it out a little bit, but it's still very fast. Okay, like, so he stalks not- her for several weeks in the books rather than for a couple days. Yeah. <laughs> all right. It's bad. <laughs> Do you have any other notes about that? Um. Yeah, I mean, he says, like, I was protective of you. I was keeping mm-hmm. my distance, mm-hmm. and it's when I heard. So he was like, it's okay that I was stalking you because I wasn't, like, I care about awareness, you. you know? Like, I'm protecting you. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so that's, yeah. I don't, no, I'm it's never sure. okay for anyone to monitor your actions, no matter how much they care about you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was actually, that was... That scene was the end of my notes for the first. Okay. Oh my God. I actually have a few more. Okay. I want to go over. I'll respond. That's the end of your notes. I know it's bad. I think I just. That's the beginning of the movie. I know. Oh, you got too into it. Okay. All right. Well, I have a bunch. So, oh, and dear listener, we originally didn't realize or or we hadn't decided that we'd be doing both movies. And so that's one reason I have a lot of notes. Um, Frankly, I don't think there's enough in the first movie, though we have been already talking for quite a while. <laughs> okay, so oh, well. okay, so, so he rescues her from being attacked. Yes. And then there's this weird scene the next morning at school where she walks past him and he just follows her. Okay, yeah. so then they're in the woods and my next notes are hilarious to read uh-huh. today because I say, what the fuck is up with the piggyback ride? <laughs> yes those dated okay he didn't say i okay i get that but he didn't say like hop on my back or would you like a piggyback ride all of the sudden she's on his back and they're flying through the air it was so weird yeah it was super weird like i remember even at the time being like what is with these special effects they're so fucking weird i thought that about both Uh, movies i mean i guess it's 10 years later but i mean as far as cinematography goes yeah i mean things were pretty advanced but yeah it wasn't because they couldn't do it better right they like chose to do that which i think is so much oh and then he says he's gonna show her the real him Mm. and he as if and then he steps into the sun and he's all glittery 
And I said, beautiful white man. Because <laughs> seriously, everyone except the bad guy in this movie yeah. is white. We never saw Laurent glitter in, in the in the sun. Very true. Um, very true. So I and I just kind of I just thought it was a little odd. But yeah. then he kind of freaks out and he's like jumping around in the trees. And I know <laughs> at one point he goes. <laughs> I just didn't even get it. Like, I just didn't. I, He's I just trying didn't... not to kill her, but I only get that because it's like, I read this. Okay, so like, that's why he says, so. as if you could outrun me mm-hmm. to her. He's he is talking about his special vampire powers because he can run super fast. But why does piggyback. she care if he can run fast? <laughs> I mean, he's just saying in every way I am adapted to kill you. He's like, the oh. way I smell, the way I talk, and oh. like, even, like those are just a cherry on top. Okay. As if I would need that, I could outrun you easily. Like okay, I'm somehow so much stronger I didn't... than you. All right, no. yeah, I wasn't. I guess I wasn't making this continual connection about the fact that he wants to kill her. Okay, yeah. so if he wanted to kill, okay, so that's why he has to stay. Which away is from her really fucked up if you think about it, like, relationship wise. <laughs> I love you, but I hate you. It's really you. fucked up if you think I love you, but I it. want to eat you. <laughs> I have to think about it. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. Oh, and this was a quote that I wrote down. <clears throat> you, your scent. It's like a drug to me. Mm. Like my own personal brand of heroin. And But they're playing it off as if this is a passionate compliment. love. Yeah. I mean... I have heard that heroin is like the best drug to do <laughs> <laughs> like, in terms yeah, of how you feel. Up. I mean, it fucks your life over. Right, but, right, yeah. You know, yeah. yeah, I've heard people say like, hey, if I'm if I'm going to die, like I want to do mm-hmm. it with heroin. Yeah, I definitely heard that too. I just think that, that it's kind of, um, they're playing it off like he's addicted to her and he can't yeah. stay away. And yeah. that's why he's stalking her. Mm-hmm. That's why he wants to that's hurt her in the end. Um, yeah. All, all of this stuff obsessive like obsession i was gonna say obsessive mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. love but i'm like no it's just obsession mm-hmm. um yeah i don't i don't find it to be love either no, and no, also they no. don't even know each other they just met they according don't even to know movie. each other but that's the whole thing is he he really loves her because he doesn't know her because he knows everyone else's every thought and he's like oh my god oh she's so mysterious and i read it as you don't have a voice therefore i like you mm-hmm. oh girl yeah <laughs> the feminist the um researcher in me is like yeah i, yeah. I like that yeah um, <laughs> uh, all right i'll go on anyway. so <laughs> i was gonna dive more into um you know different critiques of literature but we're getting yeah, we're trying time, to keep so. it into the like relationship coaching yes but i did i didn't coaching. think of that and that's that's good and you know what let, let's just be honest some people look for that when they're going to find yeah. companionship with someone oh, because 100%. it feeds the need to control and power and mm-hmm. just wounds that people have that they're trying yeah. to heal with other people Oh, I have a personal story about this, actually. Um, I dated someone for a little while. And once I got past the, like, initial shyness, which was weird for me, looking back, I'm like, why was I shy? Once I got past that, he didn't like me so much anymore. I told him at one point, I was like, I don't think you like me because 
I have a voice now. I have, mm-hmm. I'm confident, like all of this stuff. And he's like, yeah. Have you? And I'm like, that, all right. Oh, that is such a shame. Yeah. And how old were you? Um, like 25. Uh, I, so, but you were able like, to see that like that was right after. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I was like, yeah, fuck you. I'm out. Good. Um, <laughs> so mm-hmm. then after a week and barely talking, he, they're going to be together. <laughs> and so he takes her to the home, the family home. Mm-hmm. And um, okay. So admittedly, at this point, I don't remember too much about it, but I just wanted to say that in my notes, I wrote family scene. This is so weird. Yeah. Oh, the, so, the, yeah. The family's so weird. Mm-hmm. Cause everyone's like weirdly together. Uh, I don't know what, what it was, but then he takes her up to the bedroom and he asks her to dance. And I found out through my research that this is a very famous quote and that she says, I can't dance. And fucking Edward says, I could always make you. Oh, uh, yeah. You don't remember uh, this? Apparently it's no. a famous Twilight thing. I was like, I was too stuck on the Claire de Lune, I think. On the what? Uh, oh, the Claire the building. Song. The Claire yeah. de Lune. He was playing. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was beautiful. And I said that I wanted the room also. In my yeah, the room is nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the only thing so far that I had found was quite Mormony was that um, at one point the teenagers are playing the piano and Mormons are really into piano. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I was doing the more like she can't succumb to his like sexual appetite right. because then you were reading way you were looking way too deep like yeah too deep. it's all about the cultural stuff and then this brings us to the next big thing in my notes which i also saw as being more mormony than these themes about eternal life which is that the family goes to play baseball together <laughs> you're back to that's way more mormon than any of the other themes that people are trying to I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. Baseball, America's pastime. And also, um, like, Mormon families, I get together and do stuff like this. Yeah. I'm not kidding. Like, we would go and play kickball together, all sorts of outdoor games with, like, other families, like, show up and be like, hey. (laughs) Kind of like the other vampires. Other Mormon families. Yes. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Um, Interesting. Okay, so then when they're playing baseball, this is where I say in my notes, did people take this seriously? Because it's so silly. The acting is horrible. It's dumb. Yes. Like, okay. And then again, they're trying to rape her. They just want to eat her. Okay. I guess yeah, I'm, I'm it's just the, the, the lines between okay. like for vampirism, like the for for the whole history of vampirism, like all the way back to like Dracula, you know, the novel. Um, it was always like a sexual allegory. So the lines are really blurred between when Mm -hmm. they're being sexual versus when they just want to eat the human. Okay. And so why, okay. What I didn't get is, uh, why does everyone want to eat her? She smells really good. She's like, like better than other humans. Like burger. I don't know. Okay. So is it some type? Well, do we find out later that it's some type of DNA thing or something from her background? It's just like 
I don't know. I've thought about whether it's genetics or whether it's magic. <laughs> I don't know, but she smells really fucking good. Okay. She's like have- the Kobe steak <laughs> of the human world. Like- have you ever seen the movie <laughs> 10 Things I Hate About You? Yes. Okay, so you know how there's a girl in the movie who like all the dudes are trying to get yes. with? I think it's Kirsten Dunst, right? Yeah. And Heath Ledger's character. <laughs> Heath Ledger's character goes, what is it with this girl? Does she have beer-flavored nipples? <laughs> Ew. Terrible. But it's like, what is... Yeah, like, what's the magic? So it's kind of like that. I mean, and it's interesting because we saw the human boy men being super attracted to her, too. So You're absolutely right. Yeah, it's not just vampires. But, like, the rule is, is that your talents as a human are magnified as a vampire at least in this universe uh, but all she does is sit around okay mm-hmm. so okay so I, I just want to go on with a few of these oh. other things oh my god <laughs> i know i i so mean bad. she's like the least interesting dynamic independent person which is yes. a very bad message for young girls which is a super bad message and i'm not defending this at all i'm just giving like the perspective from having read the book as well of sure. like all the extra information they didn't include in Mm -hmm. the movie but definitely not defending this it's all super bad (laughs) Uh, it's all right yeah no I think it's good for context yeah cool just check so she's now a part of the family Mm -hmm. which I really don't like when movies portray relationships moving this quickly um and then of course we very quickly get to the attack scene where um James yeah is trying to get to her and again for probably the sixth time in the film she is completely helpless she must have edward to save her and yeah not liking the theme um he says um james tells her edward could have made you one of us but instead he kept you this fragile little human Mm. and i wrote in my notes did you mean woman (laughs) <laughs> oh um so good yeah yeah like not just woman but also like in the relationship like a relationship can either build you up and make you stronger and more confident and self-reliant or it can destroy your confidence and mm-hmm. your self-efficacy and all of these things and so it really seems like edward and he would have known her But it also, you know, she puts herself in these situations. She's like, I love this person who treats Mm -hmm. me terribly Mm -hmm. so much that I'll show up Uh knowing that I'm going to probably be killed. Yeah. And I think it's really sad. And especially that this takes place in high school, because I know I did stupid things in high school because I just didn't know. I had no idea of self-worth. And I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but I actually went uh on and off with a guy like three times because uh, and I just I I had no idea that I was worth more and that guys didn't do this and so okay and then one more Mormon thing so okay so why did I put in my (laughs) why did I put in my notes remember who you are do you do you know this part that I'm talking about because that's kind of a Mormon thing as well lots of people Uh, have like above their doors um as you leave like return with honor and so I found that to be a LDS thing yeah definitely I mean it's interesting because I think that a lot of the allegory allegations come from (laughs) um (laughs) I like (laughs) 
(laughs) (laughs) They, They come from the fact that she's a woman. She is weak physically, but she also is weak um, in her, like, not not her standards, but in her beliefs and in her protection of her soul. Oh, yeah. And he, as the man, is the one putting the brakes on and being like, no, I won't turn you, a.k.a. Yeah. Take yeah, I, I I guess I can I see that, but I still think it's just slightly construed. But I yeah. don't know the full. Um, I mean, because I don't think the thing is is I don't think Stephanie Myers wrote this as a Mormon allegory. I think people are looking for the subconscious parallels that yeah, she yeah. accidentally. Included. Well, and she said that if anything, it was like this is how I was raised, and so sure yeah. some things might have popped in. And it's a very different way of life than a lot of people who have been exposed to Twilight are used to, you know, when it comes to Mormonism. So I totally get why people are trying to trying to go there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm happy for them to do so because I'm happy to see that culture uh, looked into. So <laughs> also, so they get back together and it really bothered me that they go to the hospital or she goes to the hospital. No one even goes to see her. She's like cut up. Yeah, and they again. I, okay, maybe they did, but they're just like downplaying this injury that she yeah. had. She's yeah, like severely she's hurt, just like really fucked up. Uh-huh. If I were her dad, uh-huh. I would be way more mad and been totally. like, "You're never seeing him again." Okay, and so that is an anti-Mormon or like not a Mormon theme because Mormon parents are. Ella controlling over their teenage daughters and this would ban you from the home this would ban you from contact this would you'd be out trust me all right but she tells edward that they have to stay together where else am i going to go oh gross so bad (laughs) all right am i gonna go so let's talk about the prom and then we can refill our drinks and talk about New Moon. Even worse than this. <laughs> it's, right. it's worse than that, but I actually enjoyed it a lot more. Yeah, I, yeah. I have to agree. And with I you, remember a lot this more being happened. My least favorite back. Oh, in interesting. School slash high oh, wait, school. the first one was your first, your least favorite. The New Moon, because oh. Edward wasn't in it, and she was just sad the whole time. Okay, and now bit. I'm like, okay. fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, keep so. it because I want to go into that like crazy. Okay, but so prom. I had one prom thing. First of all, I'm curious, was she wearing leggings with the borrowed dress because she doesn't have any dresses? Because that was never a style. It was, no. I think okay. they were trying to make her look ugly. Oh, I don't for know. crying out loud. I mean, she had oh, like Oh, because she's just on. so ignorant and so not into prom, though she's going yeah okay that she would actually wear leggings with a formal dress yes oh god okay and again (laughs) he's continuing next to her dad just staring at her which i hate it is not cool yeah um and then i one of my last notes is that when they got to the prom he's just really 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 taking ownership of her the same way that he did with this whole i'm gonna drive you to school now that we're together thing and everyone has to Mm -hmm. see us you know, touching. Um, yeah. yeah. And that's when they end the movie. Is yeah. They're together and happy and they're having every high school girl's dream, which is to 
be at the prom with the hottest guy mm-hmm. and but actually it's a really dysfunctional abusive relationship yeah how they end the movie <laughs> and then i mean I had what no do you idea. think of- well i just have one question which okay. i think we'll get into is just my last thing is uh they talk about how he's 106 and all of that and um how he has <laughs> all the super bad what like a 106 year old dating well and this is another thing that people were like so does that make him like a pedophile (laughs) yeah so okay i have a question is it your outside that determines your age like is it only creepy and weird if you're you're wrinkly (laughs) (laughs) but so is she going to get old and but be with an 18 year old so that's that's part of the struggle in the beginning okay. of the second okay. movie. Okay. That's why she's having those really okay. Up yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. But yeah. I, I that the whole at the time you were like, oh, okay. But also <laughs> with the second movie, this whole way that it opened yeah. up with this poor me bullshit. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that was Twilight one one. <laughs> and we... we'll take a quick break. For our sponsors. Us to refill our drinks in the sponsor, yes. aka us with Anchor. All right, everyone. Welcome back. We hope you liked our little synopsis, critique, uh, recap of Twilight 1, which I yes. think Twilight fans are going to hate me for that, but um, Twilight. Twilight. <laughs> and so um, one reason we decided to do the second movie was that it uh, appeared to me that things just keep on getting juicier with these movies mm. and people just seem to have more to say yeah. as e- with each passing mm-hmm. movie. So let's dive into... Uh, I feel new sad. This, the, yeah, I, New Moon and the ongoing saga between Belle and you know what? I think it's very telling that I still can't remember her last name. But I know that Edward's last name is Colin. Yeah, Bella mm-hmm. Swan. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, there is so much, especially like as we mentioned Harry Potter earlier, mm-hmm. like there is so much random knowledge in my brain. Like it's all right. I can name so many potions in harry potter oh well you know and like spells and bella's last name her like that one guy mike like come on (laughs) well so i okay so about mike because he plays a bigger um, role a humorous and cringy role in this film um is he but is he is a main-ish character in the book yeah he's he's like a he's he's kind of always there um you know and like he if if there weren't like two supernatural competitors for her affections perhaps mike would have done a little better with bella but um (laughs) i don't know correct me he's only human seems like a good guy to me he seems like a good guy um but that actually kind of pissed me off because it's like the decent dude who's telling you that he doesn't like the way this other guy looks at you is kind of meant out to be or made out to be like this dorky unattractive guy i don't know that i didn't like that i didn't like that i mean there are a lot of ways and what i'm about to say might piss some people off um (laughs) go for gold (laughs) go for gold um so mike you know he was during the movie scene where they're like whispering in the back and i don't remember the other dude's name 
and he was like crying at whatever they were watching in class it's it's that scene where it goes past all the friends <laughs> and then goes to bella i'm and pretty Edward. sure it was freaking romeo and juliet yeah it was probably romeo and juliet because they <laughs> both die in the end of right. course it's like a metaphor but romeo and juliet right in class um and you know the guy on the yearbook he's crying the other (laughs) girls they look like they're into it but they're not like so visibly upset and mike is just like falling asleep he's like falling over and so what may piss people off is i think mike is the guy that these women reading this book have Mm -hmm. married they married the good guy and he's boring You're so right and he's not romantic he's he's not into romance yeah, and Juliet he's not even really all. thinking no <laughs> and edward can quote it from memory oh like, my god yeah. so oh, that's, you're right. that's my theory is he's he's the like this is what your husband was before oh, you married him yeah and it's i mean it's actually true what do a lot of married couples say that they don't talk and yeah Ugh. so yeah and i guess once you get into the humdrum of life which is one reason i'm not anxious to get married again is i mean you can't even really think about analyzing something as beautiful as romeo and juliet it's just work home eat stress uh that's a beautiful point i don't think people are gonna be mad if they okay. are if they are i'm sorry yeah, me personally okay <laughs> i'm just here to <laughs> shine a light and i'm wrong a well, lot you of know the what? time so i was you're I, I love actually that you're starting with that because uh i i went down a, a miniature rabbit hole with this whole twilight divorce thing mm-hmm. and there were some blog posts um from women who were saying that they're married and they're addicted to it and that they would actually lie to their husbands about not being able to you know like spend time watching tv or whatnot because they wanted to go and just keep reading the books yeah oh that's sad i mean sad but good but also sad but also bad (laughs) (laughs) um so the oh we this movie just started out with gags and eye rolls for me yes and the scene that you just spoke of perfect example the first thing that comes to mind is um you know what happened to him taking her to school you know like I thought that was such a thing you know um because she's at school and then he rocks up and he's wearing even more like baby powder on his face than he was in the (laughs) first movie and just like I know that vampires aren't meant to age, but he looks di- like e- like worse even. Like yeah, no, I mean because he did age. <laughs> <laughs> Edward's not a human. But, no, but so the but why would he portraying him? Oh. Is. <laughs> You're no, like, oh shit! So what like we two do? years later? You know. <laughs> So Just he did it. Pain on his face. <laughs> They're like trying to make him look oh, young. That's Your time is short. Okay. Um, yeah. So. Okay. Right. So, and again, we're back to this theme of the age thing which i just think is very weird i don't even know why yeah. you want to go there i mean with- it's like maybe figure out if you like want to be with this person for one lifetime never mind like many human lifetimes mm-hmm. you know like isn't that the point of dating is to like figure you know like trial run i guess well yeah and, and also like, that yeah, do this- i actually like this person totally and this is what comes back to why I think it was kind of bullshit that she made this about a high school love. 
because you can't like make this commitment to having an 18 year old man care for you when you're 60 when you're 17 (laughs) yes (laughs) yeah it's so crazy and then you know I mean this is flashing forward to like the very end of the movie but I feel like it flows right now with this this topic we're talking about of like high school and it having them having to be in high school and she's he's like please just wait five years and she's like no and he's like three Mm -hmm. years and Mm -hmm. I'm like you would know so much more in three years like three years is nothing like well, when you're, what's yeah, the, yeah, it's nothing like, at oh, any no, age, you'd especially be able to 18. legally drink. Yeah, like <laughs> she's Mormon. Hello. Yeah. So <laughs> it no did. Rem- yeah, it reminded <laughs> me of that. Like you know, oh, why do you need to get married? Like right when high school ends, they why do. You wait? They do. But they do. They, yes. Lots of I people don't, do. I don't know. Not just I know. Mormons. You I know. know yeah. But it is very much a thing. To I, I mean, Mormon women. I. I don't care what anyone says they get married young yes <laughs> all right so mormon men get off their mission when they're 21 and mm-hmm. you're encouraged to find someone within the first year so Dude, i know next to nothing about well Mormonism. yeah so they marry young i'm sure that played into this yeah um yeah so i'm not a fan of edward's look um and then we immediate almost immediately say hello to taylor lautner oh taylor so i just need to know how old is he um he's supposed uh, to be i know that he's meant to be 16 but how old was he in real life i don't know let me let me look this up this is essential information i would feel a little uncomfortable (laughs) talking about some of this we need to to know that he was over that he was legal we don't want to objectify him if he was underage (laughs) i get it i mean Um, yeah (laughs) all right the first film he was 17 so two years later he was 19 so it's (laughs) it's borderline but i think it's okay okay (laughs) he's over 18 he can join the military it's okay to (laughs) okay all right because Mm. they uh do sexualize him a little and yeah. I mean, I wrote in my note, hello, biceps. <laughs> yeah, those, those just, are some nice, nice falls on to the film with, yeah, all, in all his glory. <laughs> yeah. And I just, I mean, yeah, I was like, he looks good, but I like, agree. I've also seen guys who look just as good in real life. And so I was just like, well done, Claire. Uh, well done. So <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, it was a moment good. of Aww. being like, it's okay. It's 16 year old Claire it's okay awesome yeah I have different things too I mean I, I, I this has nothing to do with it but you know I always wanted to travel and so now that I have I'm sometimes like just telling my teenage self like you're like look I'm gonna show up done. for you girl oh my god <laughs> uh we start the freaking movie off with controlling yeah borderline if not full-on abusive yeah. shit yes <laughs> not letting her okay so sure the families have their backstory right but we don't know that he doesn't tell her that the only fucking reason that she is meant to not be even friends with taylor lautner is because edward says and that is what i don't like about this and i just i don't 
understand. Yeah, her and Taylor were playing in mud puddles as little kids. Like mm-hmm. he knew her first. Back off, man. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. Um, but um, not I that think... it's the male perspective that gets to decide these things. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. yeah, and she's just meant to. I mean, okay, so he's a vampire and she's a human. Yes, and they're gonna be together. And he, so, but is he's some sort of like master to her? Yeah. Because of him being a vampire? <laughs> um, not necessarily. He does act that way. Well, okay, he is extremely domineering and they don't yeah. really explain. Okay, so he just is. He right. thinks it's like him being protective, which just plays oh, into the boy. she can't fend from her, for herself thing. Okay. And um, it's her birthday. And yeah. she's walking around being lackluster and hating it. And he's yeah, just being like, don't take pictures of me. Oh, boy. And she yeah. is so, like, this is what's unattractive about her is her self-deprecating, annoying attitude. And he's just, yeah. like, kind of coddling it. And she yeah. says, you know what I really hate? Being celebrated. <gasps> oh, yeah, man. Let's tell our teenage girls. Yeah. This. <laughs> I mean, we're, uh, I'm just finishing up the book Pussy, um, yes. which kind of ties into this, mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, a woman's power comes from her, like, self appreciation and her feeling like, 100%. you know, yeah. her yeah. vibing. Mm-hmm. She took, she calls mm-hmm. it turn on, but, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. uh, trying to talk in, in language that mm-hmm. um, won't, uh like dissuade people from listening to the you know if it's like the first (laughs) book you read on feminine like empowerment it's probably gonna be pretty fucking weird for you oh Um, so okay and obviously it wasn't my first book on that topic so i was exactly into it yeah i'm like we want you on the show yes yeah we do we totally do but i'm just trying to make it like you know like dip your toe in um and not just like fucking scare people Um, but no i mean what you're saying i don't think is really that provocative and that is when you're confident about yourself that is appealing to other people and maybe that's why edward just kind of went along with this really icky unattractive way that she's acting yeah. I mean, oh, I, I didn't even realize this, but my next note says, are these the two most unappealing people on earth? <laughs> because they're just sitting there staring at they're each other. Perfect like, for each other. Totally <laughs> no, like, undynamic. Yeah. Like, they're not talking. They look bored yeah. and miserable. Everything's internal. But, I mean, that said yeah, like, you have to enjoy your life. Like, why would you want um forever to i be like this totally and there's this they're meant to be like the height of their love right now right because they've been together i don't know a few months Uh, yeah um, i mean by any like normal standard they would be um but yeah they are seriously just sitting there and just looking miserable and boring as hell yeah all right so that that's my so there's that but you know people find (laughs) the people that suit them i guess but um (laughs) 
<laughs> I guess. But yeah, it was just the the fa- the like being celebrated thing because it's like the accepted role of womanhood is to take care of everyone else and mm-hmm. kind of be like mm-hmm. this force behind the scenes that makes everything run right and makes everyone else happy. But like you don't want to shine the spotlight on the person operating the set, you know, yeah. behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yep. obviously we disagree with that. Um, <laughs> yeah, obviously we do. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, so then they have, we have the weird Romeo and Juliet scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so even though she doesn't want to be celebrated, the vampire family still throws a party for her. Yeah. And so I th- uh, let's talk about this because my first <sighs> uh, note about the birthday party is... Um, is this meant to be awkward as fuck? Oh yeah, the this whole is family just is weird. just awkward okay. as fuck. Yeah, right. I I think they're all just very awkward. I mean, Alice is obviously like a radiant human being. Um, mm-hmm. They don't give a lot of background on Jasper um, <laughs> in the movie, but Names. okay, just yeah, just know he was uh, like a Confederate soldier when he was turned oh God. and he went on like a killing rampage and then Alice found him and convinced him to take this new life. So he actually wasn't turned by the patriarch of the Cullen family. Like the rest of them were. Why would she pick a Confederate soldier? Okay. So then because she's if he like was a, a Confederate soldier, then this was back in the 1850s. Yeah. So 50, he's okay. one of the younger ones oh my god i mean he's a little okay. bit older than than edward but edward was turned by i forget his name he's the patriarch the dad. He's the dad um and he you know he went straight into drinking deer you know deer <laughs> blood instead of human blood so he's always been he was raised a vegetarian oh. yeah whereas jasper he knows how human blood tastes so he has a little bit of a harder time controlling himself around humans hence why he was the one to fucking stab um yeah which i mean yeah i mean we'll just get into it paper cut yeah and then real bad after my note says oh for crying out loud because first of all who gets a paper cut opening a present when you get a paper cut you uh, was it and also when you get a paper cut you don't typically like drop blood (laughs) but yeah and then it's like all hell breaks loose oh poor bella and oh it's so cringy i know so many eye rolls are happening right now yeah i I was like oh it's on because the first movie although i had a lot to say about it i guess i was i i I was very um underwhelming and so for it for this movie to start out this way i thought okay i here we go it's more exciting yeah here we go all right so she gets a paper cut all hell breaks loose and i have to say edward is kind of a dick he's a dick he's like, a total he's fucking dick about the whole like she thing she did something wrong she got a yeah. fucking paper cut from a yeah. present that they gave her and okay maybe he's just trying to protect her or whatnot yeah he's but feeling he, bad he, about introducing uh, her to the situation but whatever i'm not defending edward that was the reason given yeah i, I don't know, think it's a good still, reason obviously no. yeah yeah it's not a good reason. I mean, he's meant to be protective, but that's yeah. not really protective. It's actually no. kind of... No! He's just beating himself up. 
and her too. It's like, I mean, she already felt bad because they were having the party for her. Now she has to feel bad because he's upset as well. It's just me, 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 exactly, exactly. It's a selfish move, even Mm -hmm. though he's like playing like it's not selfish. And I think we see this in relationships a lot, where, um, especially like a borderline toxic relationship, Mm -hmm. where it's like, you know they're like no it wasn't you but now I'm gonna bring the whole night down because of something that happened Mm -hmm. and now Mm -hmm. it's all about me instead of about you Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. and it's like okay everyone has bad days everyone (laughs) needs you know it's not 50 50 all the time sometimes one partner supports a different their other partner you know more and then it shifts back the other way Mm -hmm. you know there's a give and take but that said you know he's just making her feel more at fault more at blame Mm -hmm. for this whole thing happening and they made a really big deal about it too i mean he's just standing there glaring at her yeah he already knows that she's fucking insecure about all of this shit yeah so yeah yeah great protective partner yeah. And also just kind of weird. Shitty. <laughs> um, and then talk about talk semi-toxic slash toxic relationships. What do we see next is this thing happened that wasn't even her fault. Mm-hmm. And then he's making her beg for him. Yeah. Are you talking about the breakup scene or before the breakup scene in the car? Like outside the car when she's like, please just kiss me. It's my birthday. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I think that's when it started. But f- I mean, like all of it immediately of it. after the, after the party, then, then they start with this uh, part of the plot of the movie where she is uh, basically begging him to stay with her throughout, yeah. uh, I think two or three scenes. Right. Yeah. Um, the scene with, oh, Carlisle. I remembered his name. Okay, go on. Carlisle, where he's sewing her up. Oh, the dad. Oh, right. And again, acting like these bodily injuries are not really that big of a deal. Like, oh, shit. A lot of stitches. This is just what happens when you're part of the family, which is going to come back with the freaking werewolves trying to cut the woman's face later on. Yeah. I don't want to get into that now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> not now <laughs> stay on track oh okay and okay so is okay is this when we get to this uh, the breakup scene wrenching scene in the woods yeah. yes ah! yeah <laughs> oof my notes I, say oof the breakup scene <laughs> wait oh my god it's so bad yeah making someone hate you and saying a reason but not the reason he just basically like chose out of like the random hat of reasons that people yeah, use yeah, for a breakup yeah. mm-hmm. and he did the one that he thought would turn her against him and that's just I mean I've like I've been on that side of it you know like I've had you know dumpster fire relationship uh-huh. when uh-huh. he pushed <laughs> me away um because we were like remaining friends um, when he pushed me away, it was for some super bizarre reason yeah. that didn't even make sense. And it mm-hmm. just left me with like, I don't even fucking know this person. Mm-hmm. Like what they just said is so out of mm-hmm. what I know that I just don't, I don't even understand. And it left me feeling like very unsafe, very confused. 
and just like super like whiplash of just like what the fuck you know Mm -hmm. and so like i i saw edward doing the same thing he was like what can i say that's going to hurt you the most because Mm -hmm. it'll push you the furthest away yeah there's so much about it that's not okay and what you're saying is that he wasn't honest with her at all yeah yeah and yeah and the fact also that he takes her deep into the woods yeah what the fuck man (laughs) (laughs) totally Um, he's like let's 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 walk and also he knows how bad this is gonna hurt her i know that you know we are not advocates of ghosting but i mean he he seems to have planned this out there was no way that she wasn't going to be completely heartbroken and okay and that's okay if you want to break up with someone yes you need to think about yourself but the whole premise of this entire movie is that it but it's because he loves her okay you don't go out of your way to hurt someone you love i mean i I guess we can talk about this for a minute because uh i guess we've already said it but you do i mean you need to tell someone that you don't want to be with them anymore and but i think it's it's lacking honesty it's lacking compassion and also i don't know then he leaves her alone like oh god yeah and it's like you've got supersonic hearing dude like there's no way that you didn't hear her running after you and you just watched her in the forest (sighs) crying and then passing out eventually and then just bounced off to wherever they go it bounced yeah and, i mean if you really cared about her okay so why is I mean, it that he, was he in can't Brazil at first and then italy but all oh, right he did the very typical he was in Paulo, i'm going surfing in brazil okay yeah. so okay he loves her and he wants to protect her from his from jasper and the paper cut so but why can't he leave the family <laughs> like why can't he say like tell them to bounce and he stay with her Okay, I, okay, I'm just going to say it doesn't yeah. seem like he's prioritizing her very no, much. He's so I hope that not I hope that she just her. tells him, gives him his walking papers and moves on to her amazing new life and I want Bella to get her groove back. Yeah. So, that does not happen, but I do want to say <laughs> that um over the next like the montage of months that happened, yeah. she starts writing letters to alice yeah even though alice doesn't like receive these letters Mm -hmm. um Mm because they bounce back i just want to say writing letters does really help in a recovery so Mm -hmm. i thought that was actually a really good thing that she was doing was like processing her feelings and writing them down yeah that was excellent um so good job on that you're right and especially because uh, we've said this before that um it's healthy to use your journal to speak to the other person and then not send yeah. it. Yeah. And then not send it. And so I mean, this was it, like but- a little twisted. She tried to send it and it wasn't to the person <laughs> that she was really thinking about, but she was still mm-hmm. working out things that were happening. And it seemed like she wasn't shying away from being open about what was um, what she was experiencing with Jacob, which I thought was really good because that's like, yeah. I think what can be lost when you're talking to someone um, who's kind of a third party is being like, you want to kind of, um, you want to think about what you're saying. You don't want to be like, oh, well, I've met this other guy who makes me feel better. Mm -hmm. 
you know, if you're talking to someone who yeah. knows the first guy, you know, mm-hmm. where I, yeah. So what is the story with her and Alice? They just had become really close friends, just really close. Alice sees uh-huh. the future. Um, okay. so that's why she showed up later. Mm-hmm. Do you I mean, think that she was, she actually thought Alice was somehow getting this? Oh, I mean, it bounced back. So, I mean, Alice could see her probably writing these things. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean. And so the grieving montage is what a lot of people talk about. And it was, yeah, really, really, really gut-wrenching. Yeah. And oh, it's just totally not normal. You... It was like the normalest thing of the whole thing. Except for <laughs> the, weird, the weird nightmares. Maybe not, but like the yeah, just I haven't sadness. quite heard about this as a as a breakup coach. But um, isn't he meant to somehow be like penetrating her thoughts or something? There's something more there than just that she's grieving and having nightmares, right? Yeah, she thinks that she's seeing him when she does something that he told her not to do, which was actually very empowering, except for the fact that she's like endangering her life every yeah. time she does it. Because um, mm-hmm. he he said, don't do anything reckless, which I was like, what gave you the idea that she would go and oh, do anything she reckless? Loves you so much, right? You know, yeah. So, um, and this is really interesting because I think... Um, We know that your IQ goes down when you're grieving. Mm -hmm. We know that um, you just have less concern for your own well-being because you're Mm -hmm. just so upset. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so it does lead you to do more dangerous things. Mm -hmm. And so for her, it turned out that when she did something really dangerous, she would be able to picture him. That's how I read it is that she could picture him. Oh, and see I thought that when she did something really dangerous that he was coming out of his hiding place to protect her. Yeah. And oh. like huh. that's almost when I was reading the book I thought maybe that he was just watching from afar. That's what I thought too, which is not okay. Like yeah, you're going to dump someone and you know let them go. Really shitty. Yeah, <laughs> and also like wow, you're a fucking just psychopath that you can watch someone like be right. that get on with your own life. Yeah. <laughs> um, or a sociopath, sorry. He hasn't, well, he's probably killed someone. He's probably, well, he's a vampire. So he's a vampire. Kill, don't he's they probably kill killed people? someone. Yeah. Okay, so when you drink someone's blood, they don't die. They just stop. become a, va- a vampire, right? You have to stop in order for them to become a vampire. But he said usually when you start drinking someone's blood you you like basically black out and you drink them dry (laughs) and so they usually die so it's really hard to turn someone and that's why carlisle usually did it because he's the older vampire he's got had lots of practice and he's able to have the self-control necessary (laughs) right so why (laughs) did carlisle want to turn edward in the first place they show the scene with him in the hospital but how does he pick people so um (laughs) i don't know how he picked edward Mm -hmm. i think they had some sort of relationship as edward was in the hospital passing of the spanish flu which is super Mm -hmm. topical now because it's yeah girl you're right um and it was like the last (laughs) big pandemic wow pop culture pandemic um yeah so that was you think there's gonna be movies with coronavirus as oh my god god i know all right let's not go there let's not go there 
so whatever Edward's powers as a human was, I think it was his like, I think it was his religiosity or something like that. And that's why he's so into the idea that his soul is forever damned because whatever you are as a human is is um amplified as a vampire yeah so that is a that is a mormon thing as well they um i forgot the scripture um but it's that whatever you are in this earth um you take with you so all right that's interesting but i don't really think that they hit home with his religiosity in the film no okay so (laughs) bella's grieving and bella's grieving she's just staring out the window for months and it is really sad it is really sad. Like really, really sad that such a young woman had so much of her um, well-being tied up in this kind of creepy dude. Do you have anything yeah. to say, like this about this montage? I, I yeah. like. I mean, she. Oh, I mean, as a breakup coach, like, where are the? I, I guess eventually she gets to the healing journey where she decides she's going to start socializing. She goes with Tyler Lautner. Um, mm-hmm. But for months, <laughs> she just, oh, Ty- <laughs> sorry. Um, it's it like is a twin brother. Listeners. <laughs> All right. So, um, <laughs> but just for months, yeah. She, I, I felt like it was almost this like grieving porn in a way of her just staring out the window and you could just feel like part of her self has been ripped away from her she can't function and it it's uh, i didn't really like it it was so icky but you could feel it yeah you you can feel it i think you know she wasn't that great at fitting in with society in the first place and then with grief as well she just like totally did away with um trying to fit in so there's that aspect and then I also think it was like you know this whole book served as proof of her loyalty to him you know if you treat me like shit you will leave me for months you do all of these things I will remain loyal I'll I'll rescue you which is actually kind of empowering well okay we'll talk we'll talk about we'll talk about that Um, but um I've also seen this theme though with people who go through breakups of feeling like if they if they like start to get over it that they're they're kind of like betraying the love yeah Mm -hmm. and I think that's a thought that everyone has in a breakup at some point they're like I can't do this because like that means that I never truly loved them and that's Mm -hmm. not true we're here to remind you every fucking day Mm -hmm. that's not true (laughs) you did love them but it's over and it's over (laughs) and you get to move on it doesn't mean anything about how you felt about mm -hmm. them in the time so yeah and it was real and he was a vampire who fell for you and that's great and he's gone now girl he's gone (laughs) so dad i i actually i kind of liked her dad's approach in a way like this is going too far ton of quotes from her dad in these coming scenes are you ready for this yeah because that's my next thing also yeah i was i kind of was saying her dad's not bad dad yeah so not only did i never notice her dad in middle school i was just like bella's dad whatever blank (laughs) now i'm like oh 
he's actually hotter yeah. than Taylor Lautner and <laughs> Robert Patterson. That's the actor's name for okay. Edward Cullen. Well, I Bella's like, dad is definitely hotter than yeah. Edward. I don't know if he's hotter oh. than Robert Patterson, but um, oh yeah, <laughs> I don't think Edward is hot. I just think it's baby powder and red lipstick. But yeah, yeah, her dad is a hottie. Yeah, her dad's a great-looking guy, hard-working single dad. <laughs> but um, <laughs> no, just kidding. He's really um, in it for the community too. I like that. Yeah, trope. he's like. Yeah, we'll go look for the bear in the woods. That sounds like a totally. fun time. And again, I had just finished watching Twin Peaks, one of my favorite shows. And they also have, you know, this trope of the law, you know. Um, the law man. The law man. Yeah, the yeah. Woods law man. So, yeah. Yeah, okay. so, you know, I'm with it. Charlie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hey. <laughs> um. So, but back to, back to it, though. There are some brilliant quotes from him that I think were not probably received very well by Bella or anyone else who would have heard them. But I thought, despite that, were good good advice or good outlook. So, like, it's not normal, this behavior. You're scaring the hell out of me. Mm -hmm. She's fucking screaming in the middle of the night. This is not a normal breakup, you know? Like, I feel like he's been trying to support her. And I do think about, like, how, you know, um, you've talked about in the past having people who, like, didn't understand why you weren't over it yet. Mm-hmm. And this seems a little different than that. Yeah. he's like, you're he's invested in her progress. in the middle of the night. Yeah, he's invested in her progress. He mm-hmm. wants her to get better. Yes, but he's not being, like... You know, he's saying these things like three months in, like, yeah, maybe you shouldn't be waking up with nightmares every night. Mm -hmm. But he didn't say it's time to get over it. It's time to move on. I'm sick of this shit. He says, you know, I think maybe if you go to a warmer climate or if you remove, like, go and meet new friends, have a new experience, it might help you. That is completely different. Yes. That's totally different from telling someone. a big deal. Mm -hmm. Um, But I love this quote from him. I love this quote from him. He said, he was like, um, this, this part is paraphrased and then I'll read the quote, but, um, he leads into it. He's like, you know, when you hang out with Jacob, how do you feel? And she's like, better. Like, I feel good around him. And he's like, sometimes you got to learn to love what's good for you. Oh yeah. You are so right. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Yeah. And I and have in my notes, get out there, fix the bike. Uh, fix yeah, the bike. Good job, dad. Yeah. And I'm like, that's so beautiful. Like, mm-hmm. and that's so, so true. Cause like, she's, she's loving the up and down roller coaster of the dysfunctional relationship <laughs> yeah. and blowing off the guy <laughs> who's devoted to her mm-hmm. and who like really seems to understand her and be invested in asking what she wants mm-hmm. and doing what she wants to do. And he seemed, I mean, at least in the beginning, he's really just kind of decent dude just a decent dude yeah (laughs) yeah i love it um i didn't write what you just wrote in the notes but i remember thinking when he says this thing about doing what makes you what what was the quote um sometimes you gotta learn to love what's good for you yeah so i remember thinking that that's a very basic law of attraction thing that you know you go and you do what 
feels good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love, love it. So good. Love it. Love it. <laughs> so, um, oh, where yeah. I, she goes and does the bike thing. <laughs> so we skipped ahead because I wanted to come back to the second motorcycle scene that gives her the idea for fixing the bikes. Oh, is okay. when she wa- goes to the movies with Anna Kendrick, who's a beast. Um, oh, right. We got yeah, to talk about this. Exactly. Sorry, and it's a very, okay. it's a scene very reminiscent of the early scene where it's Edward so is stalking cool. her and she's like about oh. to get gang banged in the parking lot. <laughs> Not gang <laughs> Gang rate. <laughs> <Gang> Sorry. <laughs> okay, let's just make sure to differentiate. Okay. Gang rape. <laughs> I am I am using hyperbole right no, now. It's totally I, I probably I don't think anyone would have noticed. But yeah, she's about to get attacked. Yeah. She, yeah. <laughs> she's about to get attacked um in the parking lot. So very reminiscent of that scene. She sees some guys catcalling her from a, like a sketchy looking biker bar, which is like Kendo, okay. in the middle of town. In the middle of town. <laughs> yeah. And so she's like, ooh, this seems dangerous. I should go over there so I can see Edward in my memory again. <laughs> and so she like walks over and she's like, ah, oh, fuck yeah, it's working. Um <laughs> <laughs> she's all and this badass. one guy is like she seems weird but i'm cool with <laughs> she it she seems weird <laughs> i don't think that's what he was thinking but <laughs> uh i mean he was kind of like who are you talking to <laughs> never mind just get True. on the back of my bike <laughs> and you know what they ride off she says stop he stops and then deposits her back at the biker bar perfectly mm-hmm. unharmed which Very is not a point. lesson to go and do that yourself no, please but please, girls. it's just like kind of like we just like blew right past the fact that she was totally fine yeah and i was thinking in the movie like uh like did i miss something or yeah. so that was it they just drove down the block and he took her back oh, yeah okay i, was I mean i have to boring, say riding but... on the back of a motorcycle very scary but oh, it, yeah, it, it is. Yeah. And also a general No don't... helmet. What the fuck are you thinking? <laughs> Wear a fucking helmet. That's, that's our advice for us. But there, so. uh, he's a, a, I don't know if the word professional biker is appropriate, but he's a, he's a biker. He's a, it's he his is thing, a biker. So. He, that's his identity. He knows so. what he's doing. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, yeah, they do this weird thing that I thought was going to go a little farther than it did with making her out to be this adrenaline junkie, um, which like, for instance, going to see the weird, scary movie, getting on the back of the bike, cliff diving. I thought it was going to go a little farther, but Ooh, where did you um, think it was going to go? That she was going to like really go into the addiction and start being even more crazy. And I, I thought they were gonna, you, we were going to see some sort of escalation farther than the jumping off the cliff. I yeah, thought it was just going to become some like daily thing. Maybe it and would sort have. of thinking back to this um, heroin reference in the first film. Um, and it, I just didn't really feel like they made a case that it was <laughs> an addiction for her. But yeah. yeah. So she goes back. And then, so she has this experience on the bicycle and you think that's what makes her want to fix bicycles. Because <laughs> she wants to ride a bike. Because like, she can it was, totally oh, afford okay, to fix was... two bikes. Why not? And I think it's interesting that she fixed two bikes. I just think gonna... that's interesting. She wants to see if Tyler, if Taylor, Taylor. is committed 
<laughs> so you know one bike he's interested two bikes he's like yeah fuck it. yeah we're gonna ride bikes together <laughs> ride bikes together <laughs> yeah. um so okay so this is getting to one of our favorite points okay so dad goes and buys her bikes i i don't know like let's see what uh (laughs) so it's jacob right yes see if this gets him and so she rocks up to his house she has bikes they start to fix them of course they do fix them and they go riding together yeah yeah and And what happens literally drives into a rock (laughs) Right. So first of all, um, I did this my first time riding a motorbike by myself. Oh my God. I just like, oh, I yeah. started and just immediately went into something. Yeah. So I've, please, I've only ridden like, a mini motorcycle. By don't myself. do it. Don't do or it. Just have someone else drive you. Um, yeah. all right. So, or or do it, but like make sure you get like trained and you wear all of the proper safety equipment. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you're passionate about becoming a motorcyclist, you know, don't let us yeah. stop you. But I say err on the side of four wheels. Yeah, and never okay. use the front brake on the way downhill on a gravel driveway. Oh my god. So, I all right. I want to tell my story, but we don't have time. It was in Bali, and it was <gasps> Bali. Okay. I mean, you have to there. I can I think you kind of. Yeah, have to. but you can. You can get a driver. And, okay, so a lot of people who maybe have different like motor awareness than I do get their own motorbike and scoot themselves around. I know now that I don't have this um, this type of awareness. I don't know quite what it's called, and that I, you know, I've lived there twice and don't do the motorbike thing. Okay. I hire someone to do it for me. Okay. Yeah. But so she gets in a crash. What do you know? Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> Bella needs to be rescued by Jacob. Oh, she needs rescuing again. Okay. So of course he goes to rescue her. And I mean, she, he thinks she needs rescuing, I guess. And so that. what does he do? Oh, he takes his shirt off. Okay. For a change, sexualizing himself rather he than sexualizing takes her. takes off his shirt so dramatically. And the shot is just angled so that, I mean, it, I mean. That was the whole point of that whole scene. I but, understand you know. that. But it was so over the top. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. And he just has perfect everything. And it was just the biggest eye roll and i was full on laughing out loud when he took his shirt off to uh, what was the point even to because she had a wound um it was to like dab like a the blood off of her face she smashed her head into a oh, rock man. to be fair but i don't think a shirt was gonna fix that like no. what the fuck it didn't do anything but I think it was, I remember at the time there was a lot of hype about Taylor Lautner being super hot and wanting to see still? him shirtless. I think he's still, well, I, don't, apparently I don't know what he's doing right now. Well, apparently him being shirtless is a thing because after he becomes a freaking werewolf, it's part of becoming a werewolf that you don't wear a shirt. Because it was Yeah, because when you turn, you rip all your clothes off. It's like oh. the Hulk. But not your jean shorts. <laughs> yeah weirdly Only not your, your shirt, shirt shorts just your okay. shirt oh my god i just looked up a picture of him now okay, please don't tell me he's like let himself go 
This is in 2009. So, but in 2009. 2000, okay. Of course he was hot then. go a little bit, but. <laughs> oh, Let's he is see. letting himself go? Let's see. That was in 2009. I'm like, I want 2021 Taylor Lautner. Let's see. I mean, he's, he's still, he's still great looking. I mean, I don't know what you want, but <laughs> you don't know what I want. <laughs> He's still I'm acting, but hasn't appeared in shows or t- movies for oh, years. Taylor, you can come be on X Files. I mean, honestly, he probably just like invested smartly, like and didn't spend all his money. Uh, good for him. Good for him. Yeah, that's fine. He's um, got a great face, though. He's going to be all right, one way or another. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> one way or another, we're rating for you, another. Taylor. So, movie night. The good Mormon guide from the high school <laughs> was, I was very impressed with this. He says, so now you're back to normal. You know, you're doing better. You're sitting with us at the table again. It seems like you've healed from this. I would really like to take you out. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is good mm-hmm. communication. He's respecting her time and he's being upfront saying, I'm interested in you. Yeah. Right. Wow. Okay. Communication. Yeah. I I like so Mike. I like Mike. I don't like the way that they treated him. Okay, no. so first of all, she says yes. She's gonna get herself out there. And yeah. so, but then she says she wants to go to a horror movie. And she invites- and he says he'll go, but I think that he's meant to be a Mormon, and so he's not allowed to go to R-rated movies. So that when they get there, he uh, has to actually leave. Yeah, we're not allowed to watch R-rated movies. It's like forbidden. <gasps> forbidden. Yeah, it is. You can get in big trouble for it. But obviously, oh my God. yeah. And I was there like a like a you know was were there like the bad guys who like went to R-rated movies anyway? Uh, a little, a little. <laughs> but it's so explicit that you not a really. Same okay. with like the different like coffee and beer. Like once in a while kids might try it out but it's not something that would happen often ah. a, a little and especially once you get in, once I got into college I like would look at R-rated movies once in a while but um yeah here and there yeah. but you probably would confess I would say and so I think that that's why they put this movie in there and that yeah. he actually is so shocked to the point that not only does he have to walk out of the theater, like, what the hell are they watching, Growing first of all? Up. And then he actually starts puking. Yeah. <laughs> he is, like, that disgusted uh, with violence in a against movie other humans. <laughs> like, but what is it, like a snuff film or something? I mean, he Ugh. has to... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's a movie in a theater, and he's yeah. the only one who has to go, and he's puking. Right. Yeah. So... And then Taylor um, says, what does he say? You want to go to a hospital? You want to fight me? (laughs) Okay. So that was his werewolf starting to activate. Uh, I I know it didn't make much. uh, When I was watching it, I'm like, yeah, this is not very clear what's happening. (laughs) He just like randomly goes zero to a (laughs) hundred. So, yeah, so, like, one of the symptoms of becoming a werewolf and having that gene activated is that you get super fucking angry. Um, By a very random thing. Yeah, he was like, uh, yeah, I'm gonna fuck you up. Um, 
And then he goes, I feel hot. I have to leave. And then he just bails on her in the movie theater. (laughs) Immediately letting her down. Immediately being like, I'll be there for you. I gotta leave. I hope that Bella doesn't have very high expectations of men at this point. But like, she's learning that she shouldn't have high expectations. I think that like, when you have two back-to-back, like, quite deep relationships, and I think the one after a terrible heartbreak can be quite deep because you're like, learning to trust again. And so if that person does the exact fucking same thing that the first one does Uh you're learning this is just how it is whatever they're saying so they both said i need to leave in order to protect you like Uh Uh both of them are saying i won't let you down and then letting her down Uh Uh you know so like there's definitely some like trauma and some learning happening there that is not is she even traumatized Because she just keeps, uh, it doesn't even seem like she's affected by any of this. She just keeps going along with it. Because then what is the next thing we know that she's now begging Jacob to stay with her? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's the interesting thing is that when he was there, she was kind of like happy that he was there, but she wasn't fighting for him. And when he starts to draw away is when she shows up and is like, don't leave me. And I think that's like a trauma response. Okay. Of being like, I'm always left. I need to fight to have you to stay. Okay. You know, Uh because I think it's like, it can lead to you like feeling like you're crazy and doing things that like you wouldn't typically do. So like going and like begging for someone to stay Uh that you were kind of just ambivalent about having around in the first place. So uh, you could say that Jacob was the rebound who she became connected to yeah Uh uh-huh all right because he even though it was like not a sexual rebound it was just like a companionship rebound. i don't know i think she might have had it in her mind i mean why else would you totally how how why else would they have had the scene with his abs and pecs i mean she says at the movie theater i don't want you to give up because (gasps) i don't want you to go anywhere that's selfish of me and she's like i know it's terrible but like i don't want you to leave and so i don't want you to give up on these romantic aspirations with me even though i don't want to have this with you i mean and so she's like for being honest yeah good for her for like wow like that I level just of self-knowledge and reflection is really impressive like good job Bella but yes. yeah it is shitty it is selfish um yeah so all right so yeah. I'm glad we covered the movie scene I could go on a little bit more about it and also I just want to drive back home I Mike I don't like how they humiliated Mike yeah poor um, Mike. also I how bad can a movie be that you're puking okay so <laughs> then Jacob bails on her and yeah. she goes through the same fucking thing of no one loves me I'm you know I I can't be without a man Okay, one important distinction between the two, because we were saying how they both left her in similar ways. Uh huh. Um, Jacob says, I'm not good. Okay. Edward says, You're not good for me. Oh, it was a very similar parallel uh-huh. Uh-huh. of words. And I thought that <gasps> was really so interesting. You are so right. You are so right. He was very blaming of her. Yeah. 
faces all grimaced. Exactly. And Jacob oh. was like, I'm protect I am literally all protecting right. you. Uh-huh. I'm not good. Uh-huh. But then I mean also I noticed that he wasn't really like, I'm protecting you. I'm just saying like I'm not good and kind of like I don't do love. Not like this really has anything to do with you. Whereas Edward was saying this is all about you. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. The no, that's so true. for sure. Yeah, so I just thought that was interesting wording. I didn't want to like skip over. No, that I'm really glad you're making that point because I do remember thinking that. I, I I don't think at any point Jacob said this is about you and my attraction to you. This is about like my path and what I've discovered about myself. <laughs> we're going yeah. very deep here. Okay. Yeah, we're going. <laughs> but uh, she is not gonna give up. Bella is all about her man. Yeah. And she goes and she figures out where she, where he is. And now she kind of becomes stalkerish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, let's just say it for what it is. Yeah. Um, okay, so she goes to his house and she finds him in the woods. And he's running around with the bad boys with the jean shorts with sam evil sam (laughs) all right she's like he got to you and she goes and actually slaps sam right yeah which i mean this is one of the only times that we really see her um express herself in this way if yeah correct yeah have a little bit of an opinion um (laughs) go bella yeah and so i think it's it's interesting because the person you're with will bring out certain aspects of you Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. edward he brought (gasps) out the aspect of her being docile and doing what he told her to and needing (laughs) protection and with jacob she had power and she had that part of her activated and you know Um, what her and Edward only ever sat around staring at each other. Exactly. She, she knows Jacob, Jacob way more than doing crafts and going to movies and yeah. talking. Uh-huh. Yeah, she like knows him so much more. So I think we're both team Jacob because at the time it was <laughs> like sure. team Jacob, team Edward. Um, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, it was like uh like what side are you on? Um yeah. Well, so hello, the guy with the freaking pack. <laughs> okay yeah so the cliff diving so it's really interesting just keep in mind when you're going through a breakup Mm -hmm. you're not thinking straight and this can be for months um can you think of something crazy that you've wanted to do post breakup yeah just share one and i'll share one and then we'll get back to bella's which is cliff diving I'm a pretty like soft person, pretty forgiving of people's psychological true ticks. True. Um, <laughs> oh my god, I want to know now. <laughs> I know, and I um during a breakup recovery, I applied to the police department because I was like, <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> see that coming no one did no one did i so yeah speechless i know i don't i, I don't know speech. honestly looking back i'm like yeah that was a that was a weird time what <laughs> yeah so, oh um god i'm not even yeah. gonna talk don't, about any of mine even. they don't come even close <laughs> all right yeah. so claire is gonna become a cop 
I cut um, my hair. Yeah, no longer. And, no longer. Okay, no, no, I know that. I know. <laughs> and Bella is gonna jump off the cliffs. So yeah. all right. So what is this point where she is saying, I actually do want to be with you? Um, and he says, What if I got mad at you? And then yes. he goes into the story about the face. All right. Yes. This made me so angry. I I know that you know there's only so many regulations on films these days. However, I'm a little surprised that shit like this is allowed to be put out there because it turns out that woman with the half face has a half face because her partner who she's still with got yeah. angry one day and attacked her. Yes. Mm-hmm. yeah emily and sam mm-hmm. um yeah so, still engaged to mm, be married right and she's making even them after muffins. she's making the muffins mm-hmm. and it's it's a very extreme depiction of the he wasn't in control he yeah. didn't mean yeah. it yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yep which I is i just i can't imagine shocking. I don't know who makes decisions about movies, but this yeah. is the complete opposite of a message that you want to yeah. put out there to men or women. Yeah, they're romanticizing they abuse. She stayed with him despite his little his little slip here. Yeah. Yeah. And like it was obviously a big deal because Jacob was like, I don't ever want to do that to you. That's mm-hmm. why I was pushing you away. Because I don't want that to ever happen to you. You know, and and so like it was a big deal to everyone else except Mm -hmm. for Emily. You know, and that's very much romanticizing. He was upset. He was yeah. It's the same thing of blaming alcohol or blaming werewolfism. Mm -hmm. Like yeah, it's still the fucking person you're with. Don't put up with it. Yeah. All right. And also the fact that Jacob says, like, I could do this to you as well. They're they're normalizing this completely. Yeah. All right. So then they're talking at her at her house. All right. Now things are going to start picking up. Oh, my God. As if they haven't already. So the landline rings and Jacob picks it up. And of course, on the other line, we've got Colin. Who just as soon as Bella is happy is calling to check up yeah, on her. Of course. Yes. Can't just let her be. And so he calls and Jacob's like, Charlie's not here right now. He's planning a funeral. Right. And so yeah. that just confirms what mm-hmm. the worst fear was. Okay. So then we get to this dramatic scene with some festival where everyone is wearing red. And yeah. all we know is that Edward is going up an elevator and he's going to drop himself <sighs> off because even though he's dumped her like a freaking yeah. hot potato earlier in the film, he can't, he, even though he's another country, the fact that she's dead um, leads him to not be able to go on. Yeah. Horrible messages to send to teenage girls. And just as he's okay, and I have to say, even more baby powder and red lipstick the next time we see Edward. He's looking bad. He's depressed because Bella's dead. He's all gone. Yeah. He's all gone. Very much so. And you know what I noticed? What is the bone down at your um Oh, your hip 
hip your bone. hip bone you know how sometimes when men are really chiseled they have that really defined oh the v right the v cut yeah he oh. had the v like crazy <laughs> and so did his v cut come out over jacob's jacob's just Jake, like had better he had better everything <laughs> everything except yeah. v cut <laughs> Well, I I don't know about relationship skills and whatnot, but yeah, I would take Jacob's pecs over Edward's V. <laughs> That's a gift in the, in the making. Okay. Yeah. Here's the secret though. Um, no, no amount of physical beauty will make up for being a bad partner. Absolutely. Yeah. I completely agree. I have had it both good. ways. Yeah. I promise you women. I, I don't want to go into this, but the uh, abuser was yeah, breathtaking and yeah, it does not matter. I don't care how good Edwards V was. (laughs) I don't like him. (laughs) Doesn't make up for his shitty attitude. Okay. No. And what Um, is this? Okay. So it is abusive to tell your partner that you are going to kill themselves if they don't stay with you if they don't yeah, do what you want that's so the fact that abusive it goes from i can't be with you because you're not good for me to i am going to end my life it's i don't even have words and then she goes and even though they haven't been in touch for what a year now um he left her in the woods alone put her in all these vulnerable positions Hasn't reached out to her once, yet she is going to go and do this great thing for him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I think that's, you know, I think that's part of the appeal of Twilight is because it satisfies all of those, like, fantasies you can have when you're going through a breakup of, this person was lying when they broke up with me. They don't mm-hmm. really mean that. They do actually love me. If I and show things- them in some mm-hmm. grand way that I will remain faithful, no matter if they're in it or not, that everything will turn out okay. And there's all yeah. these different themes too about women, especially who have codependent tendencies, where you stay with abusers, where you stay with people because they have mental illness, where you stay with people because they have substance abuse issues. And you make all these excuses for staying with someone who's making all of these horrible decisions on their own. He yeah. was the one who cut her off. He's the one who decided to stay with his family. He's like, I mean, this has nothing like really even to do with her but she is going and rescuing him from his own bad choices we opened up i think the episode or at least this segment with gaslighting and oh my god so when she prevents him from jumping and they get back together and he says all of this bs to get you know rope her back in something that really stood out to me is he says you believed me so easily. Yeah. What the fuck, man? Yeah. Fuck I was you, so mad Colin. about that. What yeah. the hell? Okay. You are not meant to be tested in your romantic no. relationships. You abandoned her. And now you're blaming it on her. What did you want her to do? She went running after you in the woods. Yeah. She begged you not to leave. She proved her loyalty to you in all these different ways. She has had bodily harm done to her. You just drop her. 
And yeah. now you're turning it back on her? Yeah, no. what are you meant to like the whole point is that you can't read her mind. How are you saying that she just believed you so easily? Like right. she clearly didn't. <laughs> yeah. And now you're turning it on her saying that she was gullible? <laughs> fuck you edward cullen yeah all right you, and so edward cullen all right we're back we need to, to make shirts <laughs> what shirts we need to make shirts with fuck you, oh edward sure. cullen. fuck you edward cullen you know what even 10 years later i think that they people would hit. like people would yeah. like that so they're in this trial room yes and all of these men are coming to her rescue so again all of this talk <sighs> toxic masculinity she's not the, even a fucking vampire she also does she steps up when edward's about to have his head yanked off um she's like no kill me you know so she like she tries her bestest um you but know again, that's this self-sacrificing theme. yeah the self-sacrificing mm-hmm. thing you know but that's um it's interesting it says a lot about society i don't know if it's at large but that's the only option for her she doesn't have any actual physical strength she doesn't have any power over these people her only card is to sacrifice herself so alice you know, is gonna fuck bella to make her a vampire i mean yes not like like not like though. <laughs> they're not gonna have like because there's all these sexual overtones she's like i'm gonna do her i'm gonna make her like the way that they talk about it is as though it's gonna be this taking of the virginity almost oh and that's that's like that like harkens back to the first vampire vampire novel ever dracula did you read dracula i haven't Um, read dracula it's actually kind of good. I like, totally believe you. It's I, I, yeah, yeah. But it's it's very much that like innocence being taken. They uh-huh. say it's blood, but it's like it's very sexual. Like, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. that's kind of the thing, the 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 theme of vampires across history, not just in this book, has been it's a sexual allegory. For sure, because it's always a young Stephanie woman being taken in her that. sleep. You so, know right and we have all the lesbian vampire movies and books as well um so did twilight start the vampire craze of the uh 2000s or was there something else because i can't imagine that stephanie mayer realized all of this sexual shit No. no So I've actually read some literature that talks about how um, vampires and zombies fade in and out of popular culture yes. with whoever is in power. Zombie shit or Democrats. was big right before this. Yes. So like when Democrats are in power, that means that vampires will become in the popular culture because the fear is that an elite few are taking advantage of the masses. Oh my god! Whereas if Dem- Democrats are in power, oh my god. Uh, no, if uh, Republicans are in power, the Stop. fear is that the masses will take control of no the few. No way! No way! 
because just like I said, the zombie shit was massive the second term of the Bush administration. Yes. Oh my God. Okay. (laughs) Maybe it's just a coincidence, but this is all, this is Barack Central. Yeah. What the fuck? Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. I don't, I, I'm not going to go there right now. Yeah, we're, we're not political <laughs> okay, commentators. But... It is very sexual. And again, yeah. coming back to the Mormon theme, I, I genuinely don't think that. Okay. So are we at the five year thing here? Yes. Okay. Do yeah. you have a quote, girl? I have a quote. All right. Um, I don't have a quote. But I do have a commentary. Right. Um, and so, okay, first of all, she's he's like, just wait five years. So she would be uh, 23. 23. Not old, people. Not old. And five years, years. Totally reasonable. In Mormon years, your ward members are whispering behind your back at that point a thousand percent i don't <sighs> care who hears this if you're 23 and a single woman my in a god ward, people are asking what your up? brain isn't even fully developed until I know. like 27 years old it's so wrong okay uh, okay but yeah this is yeah and then he's like what about three years and she's <laughs> like no and he's like okay fine marry me <laughs> okay so obviously this would be explained in other movies, but what fucking difference does it make if they're married? Um, I think. That... Oh wait, it's just that much more romantic. He just wants her to have one more human experience, and that's if you think about it from the patriarchal point of view. We have high school, first kiss, marriage. Hello. Babies. Back end of up. your life you miss baptism when baptism sorry i'm obviously not that re- religious so, so baptism baptism high school marriage. i didn't realize mormonism had baptism so my bad yeah so we get baptized when we're eight eight yeah you're like conscious oh yeah the, yes. yeah wow yep it's interesting a huge deal a huge deal like it's up like to a that quinceanera. point Do you yeah get, kind like, of yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah kind of wow. and up to that point like you're always taught you know like eight is the age because somehow they came up with this idea that at eight you're like cognitively able to make your own decisions and so therefore you can decide <sighs> yeah. if you want to become a member you can decipher between right and wrong and so you get to they come to you and they ask you if you want to do this yeah oh my god because social conditioning doesn't totally have an effect on you at eight years old you have no ability to say yes or no i mean you're smarter than a dolphin but not by much like it's it's um uh not rudimentary it's it's silly but um what is the word i'm looking for um Okay, they, it's a random number is what I'm saying after yeah. having like three arbitrary. vampire drinks. Um, what? Arbitrary. arbitrary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, it's an arbitrary number. Okay, yeah. so yes, but then you do get, you have full on um, outfits where you're dressed like toe to shoulder in white and your father baptizes you in immersion and wow. like there's get togethers and all of this. 
that's at wow. age eight. Yeah. And it is definitely like a life milestone for sure. It's a huge thing. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas, you know, in some churches, I like, so I get baptism means that you get washed of your previous sins. But then the thing in Mormonism is that every sin that you make moving forward is like a conscious decision because now you're of the deciphering age. And so every sin that you make, you have to either pray for forgiveness or confess after this. Oh my and God. so it's, it's, it is, it's grooming of children, really, if you ask me. Yeah. <laughs> and Oof. we could get into a bunch of stuff, um, especially considering that all of these confessions go or take place in rooms behind closed doors with grown men and eight-year-old yeah. children eight and up. Onwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, man. I know. It's crazy. And people don't know this shit. No. About us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's not. I mean, I I didn't really learn anything about Mormonism. I mean. Well, yeah. I am educating you and I'm educating yeah. our listeners. And exactly. Um, <laughs> we're talking about Twilight and baptism by immersion and eight-year-old uh, consent. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck, man? I know. I know. Eight-year-olds are also, I not think old enough to consent. There's this theme, I think, also in Mormonism where we're giving these children all of this kind of power of consent. And it kind of matures children in a way where they're they're not quite ready, but we're giving them all of this responsibility that is just like too much for a lot lots of kids to take. And that's why, you know, a lot of us kind of buckle under the pressure, really. Yeah. And, and also yeah. like I could imagine as you grow older and you're like, maybe I don't want to be a part of this, you have like a lot of self self-blaming. A lot possibly, of self-blaming. Yeah, sure. For being like, I made this decision. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah, I never really thought of it like that before. But yeah, could be. And also when you're pushing an eight-year-old child into these massive life decisions, no wonder that we're pushing 18, 19-year-old women to get married. It's almost like being turned into a vampire for the rest of her life is less of an issue than getting married. Because remember, her parents are divorced. Uh-huh. Um, and <laughs> you'll see none of her family or friends like the fact that she's back with Edward. They're like, oh, finally left you. And uh-huh. he's a terrible person. Oh. and Obviously doesn't treat you right. Mm-hmm. No one likes the fact that she's getting married with him. If sucking the blood of someone is an allegory for sex, you should be married Uh before you suck someone's blood. But why then does he want to wait five years? Because he wants her to be human and have like human experiences. Then why does he even want to be with her? If she she can't go off and be a normal human if she's dating a 18 year old vampire. Yeah. I feel <laughs> so again this is this cloaked I'm doing you a favor wrapped yeah. in toxicity and she's like clearly I'm not that great at being a human like turn me into a vampire already I need some help <laughs> okay and he doesn't want okay we never said this why doesn't he want her to be a vampire because it means her soul will be damned to hell forever but if she lives forever why does that even matter this is exactly the thing about why sex doesn't matter after marriage and somehow it does before. 
Uh-huh. Okay. You know? Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I see what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, it's like you're not a slut if you're having sex with uh-huh. your husband. Uh-huh. But you are a slut if you have sex with your boyfriend before he becomes your husband. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, obviously not what I agree with. But No, um, totally I mean, not. Like, try it before you buy it. If um, there's something, if there's something that defines Mormon culture, it is this. Yeah. You have no idea what happens to young Mormon kids who have sex. It is uh I I can think of a few cases where I know that it happened and it wasn't good. It's like this is what I can't think of one message that was more pounded into us than that you save sex for marriage. And we're not even talking like you know in the Catholic Church you know, you don't use birth control, but everyone does. You don't do this, but everyone just kind of laughs at it. Yeah. This is serious shit. People take this extremely seriously. There's very few cases where people will break it and keep it to themselves. And so I think that when it comes to the Mormon themes, this would be the main one, if not the only one, (laughs) besides the baseball playing with your family. Sex. And also that he was playing the piano. Yeah, <laughs> yes. and piano. Right. Oh, that's so interesting. interesting. Yeah. So that's. I mean, that's like that's my perspective on. I think that's a wrap. Do you have anything else to say? Yeah, I think we're good. And just like you know, um, if you find yourself forcing someone into a relationship style that they are not down with, that's probably <laughs> a st- style. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like when you look at it very broadly, that's what's happening. Is he's like, you should be in this relationship style, and she's like, no, I want to be super committed, and he's like, I want to be open you know or i want to be a vampire and you have you be human i want to be and a vampire. leave you like, for a year and okay exactly yeah so <laughs> it's all about like actual uh compatibility i mm-hmm. guess and she's like i will become compatible with you well they all do they become be monotone damned. people who just stare at each other for fun according to the beginning yeah. of the film which is really but, weird, but all right i don't, I don't think that this is a good representation of healthy relationships no. <laughs> i don't think that these are good films for women especially girls yes. uh i was semi-entertained but because i thought it was laughable and um, yeah thank you stephanie mayer for the journey <laughs> thank you for everyone journey. who's stayed Good with us you through for writing all this the past several hours and yeah. all right so i want to drop with we are in to analyzing pop culture we just started a segment it's called breakup ballad toxic or empowering yes so we want to <laughs> hear from you about shows movies songs and that you would like us to analyze we're gonna yes. be doing i think a happy hour episode every monthish yeah. or so so yeah. send us your tips or preferences or mm-hmm. faves and if we, we might- can watch twilight we can watch anything so you know <laughs> tell us what you want us to watch we might <laughs> I won't do scary movies, though. I'm a total weenie. I will not do scary movies. These types of things have an impact on the psyche of 
people. And so I'm really glad that we did this. Totally. And I'm kind of sad because oh I just keep seeing these things played out and the people I'm communicating yeah. with you know like I blame all of my relationship issues on Twilight because I totally read oh it as a God. middle schooler so you know everything I've ever done wrong it's Twilight Today. Twilight has a poor effect on I think people's um perception I of think- what chemistry is what true love is what loyalty mm-hmm. is I think it's all pretty bad um loyalty is yeah. staying in a relationship with someone you care about loyalty is not fucking trying to prove yourself to someone who treats you like shit yes that's codependence and i think that's the last thing that i'm gonna say except that that's a wrap yeah we should probably end this <laughs> <laughs> all right thank you to everyone who um stayed with us we want to know what you think and yeah Thanks for listening to X-Files, a podcast about breakups, broken hearts, and moving on. If you like this episode, tag us on your Instagram story so we can connect with you. And you can find me, Claire, on Instagram at Claire Lofthouse. And me, Janice, on Instagram at Janice Formicella. If you'd like to join our online community, find us on Facebook at Breakups, Broken Hearts, and Moving On. Talk soon. Bye. And here's a preview of our next episode. And although we believe in the in the power of positive thought, um, and also the fact that from our point of view, a breakup is an opportunity for a new beginning, yeah. <laughs> there is another side that absolutely must be recognized so that people can feel validated and be given space. We don't want to be the part of society that says you're not allowed to grieve. So yes, let's exactly. talk about crying. Let's talk about crying. <laughs>